I am super excited about today's show. My friend James stopped by the old Coffee Buzz studio, and he's going to talk about the Mandela Effect. If you haven't heard of this, don't feel bad. I only recently found out about it, but it might actually still apply to you, so stay tuned. James is going to break it down for us, so hold on to your seats while we dive into some quantum physics and parallel universes. Hey, welcome to the Coffee Buzz. I'm Brad. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate that. Today's episode is caffeinated by Stoke Coffee. I got two texts about this in the same week. My sister and Scott both asked if I had checked this coffee out yet. And Scott sent me a link for a commercial that has a little John in it just going crazy with this coffee. So I had to give it a go. It's cold brew and it comes in a variety of flavors. It's cheaper than some of the other cold brews that I've reviewed, but it's also not concentrated, so it's not gonna last you as long. It's in a plastic bottle and I know I'm gonna sound like a snob when I say this, but I don't like coffee in a plastic bottle. It has to be glass for me. Um, that said, it's not horrible. It does have sort of like this flat taste to it. You know, if you were to take a Coke and remove the sugar and carbonation, that's kind of what Stoke reminds me of. And that doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. Someone needs to try out the almond milk flavor and tell me if that's any good. I think that has possibility. And, you know, little John, he always tells the truth, right? I invited my friend James over today to talk about the Mandela Effect. When we first discussed this last year, it, uh, I'll be honest, it freaked me out a little bit. And I thought more people need to hear about this. It's a journey into the possibilities of alternate timelines and parallel universes. Yeah, I had never heard of the Mandela Effect before meeting you. So can you kind of briefly bring everybody up to speed here? Yeah, sure. Um, first off, I, <laughs> I I go into this with an open mind. I'm not mm -hmm. trying to say that I have any answers or that any opinion is correct on either side. I have my own experiences that I can go off of and... and um, you know, people have different opinions on, on what that is and, and what those mean. Um, so I just want to preface this whole thing with like, I'm not, I'm not trying to claim that I have the answers whatsoever. We're going to hold just, you to it. You have to know all the answers. <laughs> I just, I just, I find this concept really interesting, but, uh, the Mandela effect, uh, is, is this belief that there is a group of people who remember Nelson Mandela dying like in in the late 80s I want to say I mean I was I was very young when it happened I remember being young because I didn't really understand what was happening and and that's actually part of do you remember the, how old you were? Or? Well, that's what I'm trying. I've, I've been trying to reflect back on the actual age that I was because, I mean, it, it is my childhood a very long time ago now. Uh, and so I know that my sister was just recently born, 
I know I was born in 82. She was born in 85. I know that she was not yet walking. Mm -hmm. But she also, like, I want to say she was in, like, the crawling stages. And I believe she started walking around two-ish. So my guess is it was, like, 86, 87. That is, like, somewhere in there is that where I believe this event occurred. And what I remember is my parents were watching the news, real news back then, mind you. <laughs> Not just the commentary? Not the just, like, a 24-hour coverage of, like, a guy stuck in a well in Nebraska. You know, <laughs> Hey, like, that's good stuff. We yeah, gotta yeah, know yeah. about the guy in the well. Back when they actually had real news broadcasters and, in, 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 like, ethics. <laughs> Um, I remember walking in and like immediately feeling a sense of like sadness. Like the, mm. the room was just sad. I walked in and I knew that something was awry. Yeah. Um, and my parents just looked very distraught, you know, just deeply moved to their core. So, you know, as a kid, I can recognize these, these things. Emotions are a very easy concept then. And I'm like, what's wrong, mommy? And, and she says, well, and I can see, you know, looking back on the memory, she's trying to, she's like, how do I explain to a four-year-old that Nelson Mandela, who Nelson Mandela is, yeah, why he was in jail, and, and, and how his death is impacting the world? Like, this is all like, how do I explain this to this, you know? That's a big parental challenge right there. Yeah. And so she <laughs> paused, and, and she looks, she's like, well, um... A really important person died, and I was like, "Oh, well, you know what? What you know? What's up with that? You know, yeah. why is that a big deal?" And she was like, "Well, he he fought. He tried to help people who were tr being hurt by bad people, and those bad people ended up putting him in jail, and he never got to." get out to help those people again mm. and i'm like you know these are weird concepts like i remember yeah. like i've reflected on these concepts at multiple points in my life you know mm. like this is it was a the, the the reason it was stuck in my mind so deeply i believe was that it was the first time that i was confronted with a scenario where the good guy didn't win mm. yeah like that was the one concept out of all of this that i remember realizing that like the world is not a just place it's 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 flawed and all the stories that i've been told about heroes like those are those are not always true yeah and so that's why like i feel like that memory was very vivid for me because it was a mental turning point where i realized kind of like a bigger picture of the world mm -hmm. you know when you're a kid you have your own little bubble Sure. And yeah, someone it all popped, fits into a story. Something book. literally popped my bubble. Yeah, you know, I yeah. had like that, like, oh my god, like w everything I've been told is a lie. Pretty much, you know, Your like, first, like the good guys always moment. win. You know, and so and like I didn't understand racism. You mm -hmm. know, for me that just wasn't prevalent in my life. Like I was, I you know, grew up and I had you know friends of many colors, and that was never an issue or even a topic for me. I just just like yeah, you know, like they're my friend. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Like mm -hmm. I was, I was, I had a very like pure approach to life back then. So like to have yeah. something 
popped that bubble for me. It was like it was a, it was a very impactful moment in my life. So like. I don't remember it because Nelson Mandela died and he was such a great person. I remember it because it was a, a significant moment in my life that really had nothing to do with Nelson Mandela. Yeah. But because I because of that, I remember that moment. Mm -hmm. And um, the next time that really came up for me in my life was like back I, Nelson Mandela when he died in like 2013, right? 2013. I have the benefit yeah. of the computer on oh, my side. You got side. the wiki up there? So, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so um, I remember Misty, my wife, saying, oh, Nelson Mandela died. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, Nelson Mandela died back in the 80s. Like, you can't uh -huh. die twice. Like, <laughs> she's like, no, he, he died. And, and then I was like, well, what do you mean? Like, I, I know he died. Like, I talked with my parents about it. Like, I have, like, and I just told her the whole story I told you. Right. And like, you know, like it was back of my hand. Uh -huh. And so I immediately like I go online. The Internet has all the answers. And, and I, I go, excuse me, I Google Nelson Mandela dies in the 1980s. Yeah. And that's literally when I like the first thing that pops up is the Mandela effect, not the wiki saying Nelson Mandela dies in the 80s or whatever. Like mm. there is no like from what I can find factual trace of Nelson Mandela dying in the 80s. So like I'm having an existential crisis at this moment and I'm like what the heck is this Mandela effect? And then I find out that there's other people out there already talking about this, already talking about this event that I've never spoken with, mm -hmm. that I've never interacted with in any way and they also have this memory of Nelson Mandela dying in the 80s. And it's a large number of people. I feel like it is like it's it's enough to have a documented like theory and effect on it you know like this is it's enough to take over the Mandela search algorithm yeah I mean it there's we're out there yeah. you know like it's uh it was weird to have like that confirmation hmm in a sense, like indirect confirmation that like someone else has this as well. And then I start like reading into it more and like there's there's crazy theories. Like so one of the ones I came across is that they, they think that potentially one of the experiments at the Large Hadron Collider potentially caused a merging of timelines. This was in 2008, right? That this was that the particle collider the CERN? the particle collider out and out and uh out in, in europe okay okay yeah um and i haven't really like looked into that because that that all sounds crazy like but i mean they are doing experiments with things on a on a subatomic level that even some of them don't even understand like they're seeing they they discover a new atomic particle every time they do it you know they're like oh we we just found this and then like right. we found the Higgs boson recently and like that's all tied to like dark matter and stuff like that and, yeah and antimatter and like they all these things that were out of Star Trek are now becoming reality you know and and they're doing stuff that literally is at the like on the space time level like you're you're getting into crazy uh, theories of physics like, we're talking about alternate realities at this point alternate timelines yes. alternate realities uh 
you can call it all sorts of different things, sure. but um, I've always believed in, in sort of the multiverse of, of choice. Um, the there, you know, when you're confronted with a fork in the road, there's the version of you that went left, and there's a the version of you that went right. Like both mm. of them, it's the Schrodinger's cat. Like it's the the cat's dead and alive until you observe it. And we're three dimensional beings. We can only observe the third dimension, and so we're we're restricted in our our understanding of the universe we live in. So science says that the, there is the possibility that the one that went left and the one that went right both exist in the same like multiverse and each one of those has its own distinct timeline and reality so there's a, another version of James out there and he's on a podcast with is that how it goes? There's another. There's potentially another version of me, and I'm literally sitting where you are, and I invited you to my house to do the podcast to ah. talk about the Mandela effect. <laughs> like that's how far the very. It's it's all variables. It's yeah. all probability. It's all like just because something has a one percent chance of happening doesn't mean it's not going to happen. It's there's still that one percent out there, right? It's still out there. It's still potential. Like to throw it away is to have is to have a, a a limited view on how reality works. And and that's kind of like the whole reason that I like this Mandela effect thing mm-hmm. is because it really pushes like your understanding of what is reality. What is, you know, I have a distinct memory of something that you have no memory of. Right. Who's right? Yeah. I mean, from, from the... The perspective of someone who does not have that memory and is not of that timeline, someone who has that memory is perceived as imbalanced or sure, or yeah. crazy, you know, like or they re- keep referring to false memory. Like the mm. br- the brain is is an imperfect machine and every time you think of a memory you kind of warp it and you add to it and it becomes like this tall tale and it's like I, I I do adamantly believe that that happens. However, why? How could my four-year-old brain come up with the concepts of the apartheid? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like that's just—it was like something outside of myself that I didn't understand. But I have memories of these concepts, right? That my brain was incapable of producing, right? Because some of these, it seems, the examples are the critics would say, well. It's easy to say that some people remember it sex in the city and some people remember it sex and the city. Yeah. But for the actual the the root that happened, the Mandela effect, I mean to me that one is it goes way deeper yeah. than some of the other. Yeah, I I remember like after that conversation, you know, I'm still my my brain's still trying to process things, but I literally remember a, like a change in in the behavior of people like society like it was Mm. an impactful event for society kind of like this the jfk assassination like people were in mourning right like this was big you went to the grocery store and people like had their heads down like it was it was big yeah and especially during the 80s because racism was such a hot topic like and and it literally drew, drew lines in the sand for people and like it was 
you know, it was a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. It was a big deal. Nelson Mandela died in jail for fighting against racism. Hmm. <laughs> right. And like you said, you, the most compelling, the way I think, because I didn't, honestly, I don't remember it at all. Uh, I do remember, I have a memory of Nelson Mandela, but I, I don't remember it from the 80s. But what's most convincing to me is that like you said, you were a you know toddler kid, and you had this sort of existential moment, this realization that you know good doesn't always prevail, and that's a big thing in a kid's life to take in. So you would take stock of all yeah, that. Yeah, and 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 going back to like you know people, it's this concept pushes people out of their their comfortable zone of yes. what reality is i find people either get angry or mm-hmm. like they have their mind blown it's yeah. either like it's like it's an ab- abhorrence to like what their belief system is or it's like you've just opened my mind and and the thing is is that the people i i believe the people that look back on it and they say there's no way there's alternate realities there's no way there's alternate timelines this can't happen it's because it it makes them confront their own belief of what reality is, like what's mm. possible, and they don't either. They don't want to accept that, that those are possibilities, or like by accepting that, that breaks the foundation of everything else they believe in, and like it's it right. just it's like too much, and like they just push they push it away. Well, sure, that's what we but, do with things like that. And, and and you have to also remember that that history is written by the victors, and and and. My belief in, in this situation is that your timeline was the victor. Hmm. My timeline was destroyed. That doesn't exist anymore. Right. Like, I, my timeline merged potentially with your timeline, and your timeline was the victor. Hmm. So, for me, remembering a different outcome, I'm the crazy person. I struggle with this conversation with my parents because my mom is a psychologist. Like she has a master's degree in psychology and she is a firm believer that it's a false, it's a false memory. Hmm. And like the fact I, I believe the fact that, you know, for me to ask them to confront that it possibly isn't a false memory and potentially what you know about psychiatry isn't a hundred percent true. That's a hard concept for oh, her yeah. to, to grasp, especially and, and, when people get of a certain age. Yeah, you know, yeah, and, it, and 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 like they they get they get frustrated with me and anxious, right. and they're then they're like, "What? You know, I'm clearly the one that's crazy because they don't remember that memory." And it's like you just need to be open. Yeah, you just well, need to be open to the possibility. Well, like, that scares most people, James. You can't do that. <laughs> I mean, if we start questioning reality, then. Uh, you know that that makes it harder to step outside the door every morning you know because what if this table is not solid like what does that mean for the yeah. rest of my life or or you know maybe there's the person you know the version of me who got off their butt and became an entrepreneur and i have millions of dollars and like i have to be confronted with the fact that if that reality exists i'm a failure now far out question do you ever think there is a way to peer inside of this other reality as the as the form of you that is in this timeline i i it's a possibility yeah like that's really the thing is is that when you can start dealing with time space like 
we there what there's like a theory that there's up to 12 dimensions or something like that just in our own universe wow like okay and like you're, you're getting into string theory and yeah and for the dumb person what does that mean i mean and by dumb person i mean me <laughs> i i just the way i look at life and reality is the fact that we are a third dimensional being right we know that there is at least one other dimension time Mm -hmm. that we have a very limited perception of because it's third dimension like uh, did you ever read uh, flatlands i did not so it's it's a it's a book about uh a circle Hmm. A, a two-dimensional object. It's it's a sentient being, and he lives in a two-dimensional world with the circles, triangles, and squares. But you know, to a circle who's looking at a triangle, they kind of, depending on which side you look at them from, they look a lot like a square. So it's really hard to tell the difference between a square and a triangle because you're looking at everything on a two-dimensional plane. Well, one day a sphere finds out that it can come visit the circle, <laughs> and it comes in and it. It can only be the circle can only see it in one dimension, but it's a third dimensional object. So it's moving up and down through this two dimensional plane into the circle. The sphere is just getting bigger and smaller. And the first thing the circle asks the sphere is, how do you keep making your size change? And he's like, no, I'm not. I'm just moving up and down with, in your your plane of vision. Hmm. And it's. He's trying to explain a third dimensional concept to a two dimensional being who is only known a two dimensional world. And we are third dimensional beings living in a potentially 12 dimensional world. Wow. So. So we really are like AM transistors. <laughs> We're not even close to AM, man. That's my philosophy. And uh, that's why I claim to not even know any of the answers right. or what the truth is. Or, or I can only go off of my own experiences and I yeah. can only try to logically deduce what those experiences mean. Like, I've seen, I've seen things that people would claim are miracles. I've seen things mm-hmm. that have no explanation. And I don't... I find that the attempt to explain it like the attempt to, it's the back to schrodinger's cat it's it's yeah. dead or alive until you observe it the attempt to observe and pin something down is is where we as humans fail hmm. we try to pin everything down we try to say this is the reason right this is the definitive reason if you don't think this you're wrong because that feels safe yeah to have an absolute yeah that i'm right and you're yeah. wrong and like it, it, it's it's a, it's a tough thing for people to be confronted with, and sure. and they want they want that definitiveness, and they want to have the answers, and that gives you that warm fuzzy feeling. Going through the universe saying I know nothing is it's, it's freaking scary. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, but as soon as you say I know the answers, you have closed your mind to the truth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now technical question here what do you because there's a ton of these examples you've got the Bernstein bears Bernstein bears I do remember the Bernstein bears by Steen. the way I actually it was really funny the the reason that I really like the or I believe in the Mandela effect is that or I feel that that's the most logical deduction is that 
I hit like five of those points on that list that okay. I had never read before. And yeah. I was looking up Mandela's death and uh-huh. like I find out that the Berenstein Bears never existed. They're the yeah. Berenstain Bears. I remember Berenstein as well. So I was going to ask, does it? do you have to hit all of the points? I don't uh, know. Like the one, de- one deduction would be that there was potentially multiple timelines. There was mm. potentially five timelines that all merged and only one of them was the victor and those other four ha- potentially have similarities. They were close to each other in variance, but like, you know, there also you have to remember probability also exists. Like what is probable of happening? So the universe that everyone has a pet unicorn and flies around and shoots laser beams out of their fingers is very improbable. So the likelihood of a universe like that actually existing on like a percentage scale, like would be like 0.02%. So maybe that universe does exist, but there's only one of them. Yeah. Like, cause the probability of something like that happening, it would like, the Big Bang would have had to have happened differently. You would have to have different laws of physics. You would have to have different rules of reality. Now, that's a possibility. Yeah. Like, who knows what happened during the Big Bang? How many variables occurred then? Like, there could be a universe where gravity doesn't exist. Or, you know, like, electricity is positive instead of negative. Wow. Yeah, what would that be like? You know? uh, I don't know. And, like, once again, third-dimensional being trying to comprehend a, comprehend a concept yeah. that is outside of our own limits. Hmm. Like a dog has a better chance of playing the piano than we do of understanding most of the... But there's a universe where there's a dog that plays the piano. Oh, nice. And there's a universe that exists where the monkeys <laughs> wrote Shakespeare. Oh. Like, it... it so mathematically it is probable right. therefore it could happen therefore there is a there is a certain chain of events that would line up to create that effect like anything is possible i feel like taking that as a reality that the only absolute is there are no absolutes and anything is possible is more comforting than just saying this is the way it is but I guess most people are the opposite. To me, that means endless possibilities. What do you think? Is well, it scary or is it comforting? I think it's comforting because you don't have to you don't have to be confronted with the fact that you're the master of your reality. And that where you're at in your life, happy or not, was because of the decisions and choices that you made to form said reality. Right. And that puts a lot of accountability on your shoulders. Mm. And people don't want accountability especially <laughs> with their own actions and and so to have to push yourself to those limits you you also have to accept that responsibility and that's just something that people don't want to do yeah well that's deep all right let's lighten it up okay does curious george have a tail i do not remember curious george with the tail no and i didn't either um so whenever I saw this one, this is one that kind of freaked me out because, well, actually, no, I'm sorry. I remember him having a tail. So when it told me he didn't, I thought, uh, <laughs> of course he has a tail. I um, see. Why yeah. wouldn't he? But maybe that's just my natural assumption. So of, you remember the Berenstein Bears right. and Curious George with the tail. Yeah. So Okay, so that I'm put, two for two put two that here. reality over there. <laughs> now, these could also be false memories. Exactly. I don't want to say definitively because i didn't have that that moment like you did 
uh, with Mandela. So yeah, I, and know. I can't say the same for Berenstein Bears. I remember Berenstein Bears because the Berenstein Bears were one of the first books that I learned to read on. Like I had all the Berenstein Bears, <laughs> and I remember learning to read, and that's when I. You already know this about me, but I love yeah. words, and I love word structure and the etymology of words, and I, I had that passion when I was a kid. So for me, pronouncing and saying the words was very important to me, and saying the word correctly and reading it correctly was a very important thing for me. So I remember Berenstein Bears. I am not ruling out the fact that that could be a false false memory. But like, you are, you know, you're a word guy, so... I'm a word guy. Yeah, that, I don't know. I'm very, I'm very rigid about the words. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. So it would surprise me if it was a false memory, but I'm also not opposed to the fact sure. that it could be. And this is going to freak all the uh, Star Wars people out, which if you've made it this far in the episode, chances are you like Star Wars. Um, C-3PO. The, the, the silver leg? I had no idea. And Yeah, I, I, I remember two golden legs myself. I remember him head to toe gold. Yeah. But, you know, some people swear when he got repaired, that's like when he got the silver leg and it explains everything. I, so did he ever start off all gold? Like when did the, That's what this timeline says. Okay. He originally, when he first enters into the movie, I believe they say that um, he had two gold legs. Like when he was on Leia's ship and he was in the escape pod, he has two gold legs. But like at one point he gets blown up, remember? Yeah. And Luke has to repair him. And apparently, like, they threw in the silver leg to show, like, Luke kind of, like, hodgepodged them together. But I, I don't remember that. Like, I just, I remember gold, two gold legs, and the toys even had two gold legs. So, that's, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And also with Luke and Darth, he never says, I'm... I I'm am your, your father. Yeah, what is it that he... I don't have that one pulled up here. He said, I think it's like, no, I'm your father. Okay, so that one, I mean, you know... I, yeah, I don't, I, don't, know. I don't know about that one. I remember... I remember both. Yeah. But I think... I think that was just people... I, From at least my memories, I think people were just, you know kind of wrapping up the synopsis of what the big reveal was and kind of like misquoting yeah. the movie, you know? Right. That's a big reveal, you know? I'm your father. You know, Luke, I'm your father. So, like, if you were saying to someone else who hadn't seen the movie or you're trying to... You would you would add some, you know, clues of sure. what you're talking about. Like, oh, it's probably Star Wars, you know? Yeah. So I could, I could definitely see that one kind of organically occurring. Sure, yeah. And because people miss... Maybe they misquote People misquote it. stuff yeah, all the time. All the time. So, like, people I, sing the wrong words to songs. Like, yeah. people, you know, so, like, that... That's more of like a game of telephone, you sure, know. So exactly. I, I could definitely see that one, that memory being corrupted. Like that could definitely yeah. be a tainted memory. And I feel like some of these that, you know, these lists, these online clickbaits or whatever, try to smash into the whole thing. Because I've got a list here of fifty. Fifty. Um, that sounds wow. like a lot to me. Wow. I think yeah. they try to make as large of a list as they can. Well, I think know? there's de and there's definitely probably false memories included sure. in that. But like, even if one of these is true, sure, that's sure. freaky. And yeah, I also remember the Shazam movie. See, I, I was remember, about to bring that up. I that's, remember Sinbad's Shazam. Yeah, because. Because I remember them saying, like, I remember saying to myself, why are they making two shitty genie movies? 
<laughs> you even revealed it to me because okay, do you remember a movie from the '90s with Sinbad where he's a genie and I go, yeah, Shazam, yeah, and you said didn't exist. That was the one that freaked me out. The yeah, most. yeah, yeah. Like it's, I I swear I saw that movie. Like not only was I like this is a shitty movie, I was like I gotta see it. <laughs> like I gotta see how bad this movie is, and and. Yeah, I remember. I remember Sinbad. I bet there's more people out there that uh, we just blew their mind. In, oh, I'm sure there's a bunch yeah. of people who are just they like, go, no, well, they're, they're going to the computer. Like, they're like, I don't remember Mandela. I don't remember Berenst- What do you mean, Berenstein Bears? Like, <laughs> you know, like, it's, I think everyone has that that moment when you're talking about it like some people remember Jiffy yes, peanut butter. I remember that. You remember Jiffy? There was no such thing as Jiffy. Yeah, and I think I think people are just mixing up Skippy and Jiff. And it could be that. It could be that. But I, I, I don't know. Like, For me, I, anyway. I, I, my own argument is I can't negate your reality and you can't negate my reality. Yeah. That's really where, where I'm going with this argument. Absolutely. Is the fact yeah. that, that no one's right, but no mm-hmm. one's wrong either. You can't disprove my memory doesn't exist. You have no way to prove that. Exactly. And yeah. I have no way to prove that it does exist. So it, it's a Mexican standoff like <laughs> yeah. it's of, of, of theories, of ideas. Sure. And, and each, going back, each one is equally valid. Until someone can definitively prove something, yeah. the cat is both dead and alive. Hmm. There you go. Yeah. You're a big fan of Forrest Gump. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, Cry right. every time. <laughs> <laughs> and this was a new one to me. I didn't remember uh, seeing this one on my... The first time that you and I had this conversation, but Mama did not say life is like a box of chocolates. She said life was like a box of chocolates. And I know that sounds minuscule, but I distinctly remember it being is. Yeah. Once it, again... I feel like that is that is one of those ones that it could it could okay. be true. Yeah. But I could also see the, the, like I feel equal arguments for false memory and right. their potential. Like yeah. when you when you get to words and quotes mm. it, once again the game of telephone. Like yeah. if everyone was talking about Forrest Gump, everyone was saying it like one person hears someone say it and they haven't seen the movie yet but they want to be cool yeah. and they they misquote it but then okay. like a chain reaction like it's very plausible see I like that you're a bit cynical about some of these absolutely you know? like there, you have to everything for me I have to apply logic to right like and, and the only reason if I was on your side of the table and I couldn't remember Nelson Mandela dying, maybe mm-hmm. I would maybe I would struggle more to to understand that concept because you have to until you're on the other side, yeah. you have no perspective. Like it once again, it's your reality. Like everyone's reality is different and everyone's perspective is different. Right. And only when there's commonality can we get along, you know? Mm. And so you just you have to be smart about it and you have to deduce and and use logic and but at the same time be open right and there and and apply probability what is the probability of it going this way what is the probability of it going this way what's 
you know, we have rules. Our, yeah. our reality has rules. We have gravity, we have electricity, they function in very specific ways, and we have mathematic equations to describe how they function. Mm -hmm. Like, we can prove that they, that we have rules. Yeah. And, and so you have to use that rule system towards everything. Like, it is, it is a... It, it's like de when you, you know those decoders like you have the it's like the um where you have the cutouts and you you have a uh, someone wrote a story and you take the cutout and you put it over it and oh, it actually sure. tells you what the secret code is right like yeah. that's what that's what the rules are hmm. like you have to take that decoder and put it on top of whatever and you'll see the true message behind it i see so you you have to, you go in open. You say yeah. I see a story, but maybe there's something behind this. Hmm. Maybe there's maybe there's something else that I don't understand. And yeah. and I want to understand all the other perspectives because as soon as as soon as you can understand someone's perspective and push yourself outside of your zone of comfort, yeah, you have a bigger grasp of the world around you. Right, and yeah. you have more control over it. Absolutely, it's it's uh, kind of refreshing a little bit, you know, that you have more control than maybe you've been led to believe all all your life. That little drop in the bucket of whatever control you could have in a world that you know just does whatever it wants. <laughs> so I'm going to get away from the word examples. Let's do a visual. Um, I have a picture here of Pikachu. Okay. Do you know? Did it have? Does Pikachu have black at the end of the tail or? Is it all yellow? I, I remember the one on the left, the black on the tail. So, it isn't black. Oh, okay. There you go. The tip of Pikachu's tail is not black. Huh. There who who would have known? <laughs> <laughs> one time we were having this conversation, and we go through a few, and you were just kind of freaking out at how many there were. Yeah, like, it... it, it the the amount of hits on it like it once again i feel adds to the argument the, like i've never discussed any of these i've never sought these these thoughts out these are just the thoughts that i have and then someone who i've had no interaction with has the exact same thoughts like what is the probability of that yeah. yes there is a very small chance that it's just that's just the way the variables played out in the universe but mm -hmm. I feel I feel that there's a higher probability and likelihood that there's some, those people have something in common. Yeah. A common experience, a commonality between them. And and there's there's some that you hit all of them, there's some that only remember some and 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 once again that goes into variance, the variance of the of the universes, the variance of reality, the variance of the choices. Right. Like how everything plays out. Um, and there absolutely could be that universe out there that the Big Bang happened differently, and that was the foundation of that whole universe, and that's what created the rules. Like, it's we only have the rules of our own reality and what we can mm -hmm. perceive, and you have to you have to accept that that's a limited view. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, that's the big the big challenge for a lot of people. Is, is accepting that <laughs> yeah I don't even know if I've accepted it you know like yeah. I, logic tells me that I do I want that to be true no I would love for me to understand everything and be like I know I know the truth everyone yeah. wants to know the truth right yeah 
That's even if it's uh, scary, you know, just knowing gives you. Yeah, a everyone bit of power. wants to know what's in the closet. Yeah, every like they're like, don't open the door. No, you know, like <laughs> everyone wants to know what's hiding in the closet. You know, yeah. and curiosity kills the cat. But uh, I think the world would be a better place if people just accepted that. You know, maybe I'm not right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe there's a possibility. There's a possibility that I'm not right. <laughs> we, oh, yeah. We, we've got a lot of the opposite going on right now. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it it goes both sides. It sure. goes both political spectrums. It goes belief systems. It goes, maybe I'm not right. Maybe, maybe there is a truth. Like, I have to be open to the fact that my statement right now is a fallacy in itself. Hmm. Like, yeah. I don't, that's, that kind of blows my own mind, you know, like I don't, no one wants to, no one wants to be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of a weird place when you start questioning the question, like who's doing that? That's the question behind the question. (laughs) Someone should write a book about that. Someone should write a book about that. Oh man. So I remember the Monopoly guy having a monocle. This hmm. fellow right here. Yeah, I want to say I remember a monocle too. Yeah, this. I remember lo- like I don't remember that logo specifically, but I yeah. remember like the Monopoly commercials. Sure. And he would have a. He'd start off with the monocle, but it would fall off. Okay, so maybe this is a you know one of those clickbait bogus ones. I don't know. But I they say he does not have a monocle. It would be interesting to go back to the commercial you're talking about. Check that out. Yeah. But it probably doesn't exist. Wouldn't it make your brain explode if you did find your old books that said Berenstein <laughs> Bears? I, I I think I would actually probably go crazy. That might just, yeah. That would pop would my explode. bubble. Yeah. Like, because it's like that in itself is a paradox. Right. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a reality paradox because I believe like while we came from alternate Past, we all are sharing the same future going forward. Hmm. I don't. I don't think unless you know something crazy happens. I don't really see like a hard fork in reality. But once again, who knows? I I'm only speculating. Like, right? What I, am I? You know, I, I'm not trying to make this be an existential debate. But I mean, wait, you're really, not a physicist. I'm oh, not a physicist. I, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a mathematician. <laughs> like, I just like to think about this stuff when I'm in the shower, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, hey, it makes for great conversation. At least I think so. I mean, this is. I would love to do this all day. But as I said, most people are like, after five minutes, uh, I mean, we've probably lost 40 listeners by this point. Oh, well, that do you have a, that many? That would be an all time high for me to get. <laughs> yes, I lost 40. <laughs> I went into the red. <laughs> Even I stopped listening like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> oh, man. I thought Kit Kat had a dash. I, 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 I thought so too. Doesn't have one. They didn't it's, just get like rebranded in the 90s or something. Well, like that? according to this, uh, well, we know it doesn't even look right. Um, if you haven't picked one up, uh, these chocolate bars and ages, you may not have noticed. Uh, let's see, we don't get this one either, but the Kit Kat logo no longer has the hyphen. So, did we make up the Kit Kat hyphen wrapper in our heads? 
Or is was there an actual? I don't know. I, I didn't actually eat a lot of Kit Kats when I was a kid. To be honest, I was a oh, Twix guy. Yeah. So you like I that mean, cookie crunch? Uh, the caramel. caramel. I'm a sucker for okay. caramel, actually. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's an honor to be here. I no, really, thank you. I really, I, I was, <laughs> I was like. I'm not even gonna lie. I was like, "How can I get on Brad's show?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a long waiting list. <laughs> no, it's it's good to have somebody here because usually it's just me alone in the uh, in the closet there. Uh, yeah, my my yeah, garage well, I, closet. I, I, I did. I didn't realize at the time, but I did a podcast in college. Oh, really? And I I don't have any of the. Actually, I might be able to obtain those. But yeah, I. I uh, I thought we were broadcasting on the radio, and later on, my engineer was like, "No, they, we were recording it, and then I would post them later." And oh, I was wow. like, "Oh, I thought we were broadcasting live." So like, when when did you do that? That was in college. Like, yeah, that was a we did, I did the college radio show, yeah. and I thought we had a college radio station. Like I thought we were actually broadcasting. Yeah, like but this was all live. I didn't care about any of their shows, so I didn't <laughs> listen to it. So I didn't even know how to get onto the show to listen to my own show. Like I was just doing it, and people would be like, "Hey, man, great show!" And I'd be oh, like, "Oh, wow. thanks, yeah." Well, you, you know, you must have been in kind of on the ground floor. Um, because yeah, well, I didn't even know I was on the ground floor. Yeah. It was my but It was our it was our sound engineer. Was that like what two thousand what ten or? Oh eight? no, it was earlier than that, man. That was uh, five. I oh think? yeah, you were you were in it right when it was beginning. Yeah, like I remember, yeah. I just got an iPod. Like I oh, thought that wow. was cool. Like I was like <laughs> sick an iPod. You know, we have those here, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I want to thank James for coming by today. I uh, I got to get him back on the show. We we talked about so much more stuff than just the Mandela effect, and uh, it was just too much to put into one. We're gonna have to do more. Thank you, James, and. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. You can check out my website at thecoffeebuzzpodcast.com. And I think it's time for me to go work out. I'm uh, just going to head over to Tobin's house for some weights and maybe some skis. Take care and have a good week.